0: my skin is black what you um, my at? skin yeah is black. i feel what so good to be skin black skin right now is black. <laughs> look-
1: welcome to episode 116 of the black in fashion podcast make sure you guys check out our black note series Send in your commentary, your anything you want to share with us that you feel like you need advice on. Don't forget to also check out the IMBNF campaign. Send in your videos to talk about why you're Black in fashion. Um, we also have a Black designer directory on our site. I am your host, Lene Collier, and today I am the, I am joined with Tatiana Hatcher of Hatcher's E. Hi, Hi, guys. Tatiana, thank you for coming and joining us today. So before we start any episode, just to get you a little warmed up, we'd like to do our little icebreaker. It's called this or that. And we're going to do a special edition for Tati's like Effect. I know. We're going to see. All right. Uh, animal print or florals? Animal print. Flare leg or skinny leg? Flare leg. <laughs> Damn, I know you, Tati. <laughs> um, crew neck or hoodie? Hmm. Crew neck. Sad boob or under boob? Sabu Last one. Who was the who? Who? Okay. <laughs> All right. So we are going to get this podcast started off by just learning a little bit about you. So tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, and what uh, how you got into a, a
0: fashion career. Um. Okay. So I am black Trinidadian. My grandmother' family is from Venezuela. Um. My grandfather's family is from Trinidad. So, I have a Caribbean background. um, I grew up. I was born and raised, obviously in Brooklyn, New York. Yes, Brooklyn Crown Heights. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just feel like, um, my grandmother raised us in church a lot, so we grew up in church. real Church with the Nazarene, not too far from our house, and you know um i feel like my fashion stemmed from my grandmother so we couldn't go outside to play a lot so she used to have us you know sewing straight lines on a brown paper bag <laughs> That's how I like, too. um, like, just sewing literally just sewing straight lines
1: for you right so what would you say is like what was your first
0: item that you made and i like, really like made your product um i made jersey dresses for me and my friend merlin <laughs> And um at the time, my mom, the type of sewing machine she had, it had, um we had never seen it before because my grandmother, she had um a very old sewing machine that folded up from the table. Okay. But my mom had brought one with a computer on the side. So it had like letters that we could put letters on fabric. And I never knew that. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. So I would say that that was something that I was very proud of. Wow. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like your designer
1: center. Like where do you draw inspiration from? like what does like your design process look like?
0: Um, I draw inspiration from the fabric I see. Um, colors, I love colors, I love prints, I love African fabric. Um, I don't really know why I love African fabric, but I just do. It's just it's. I feel like it's
1: that's
0: me from couple,
1: the motherland yes of course, <laughs> it's of course.
0: <laughs> but I try to incorporate it within my clothing a lot so yeah you'll see that a lot if you visit my instagram page or my facebook page you'll definitely see a lot of African influence um African fabric there so
1: do you like to just make women's clothing or do you feel like you kind of can go between women's and mens do and you make kids' clothing like where do you feel is like um, Where do you like to stay,
0: or would you like to branch out to? Um, I really love making women's clothing because I grew up a family full of women, so um, I was making my sister's clothing, my clothes, now that I have a daughter, I make her clothes, but I love doing women's clothing, um, for sure. You have a
1: favorite, like, category, like, you like dresses, you like tops, you like jeans, What's your
0: favorite. I love sets i do sets matching sets like crop tops and flared out pants mm-hmm. bell bottoms i love bell bottoms i also love to do um wedding dresses oh that's my thing is i haven't done one in a while mm-hmm. but i love because it's very it's, it's adventurous for me it's mm-hmm. a lot of work it's tedious work and it's something that I do like once in a blue, so I don't really do it a lot all the time. But when I do do it, I love to do it because it's just very adventurous for me.
1: Have you ever done prom?
0: Yes. How do you feel? Like,
1: how do? What do you think about prom season? Like, is there something that you would still do, or is something that you like? I can't do it. Like, how do you feel? Like, because you have some designers that like they love prom season. It's like it's time when they make like a whole lot of money, but then it's also people who it, Get stressed out from it, and they don't. They're like, hell no, I'm never doing prom again. Like, so what are your thoughts on it?
0: Um, well, I currently do a lot of custom, so I'm down for doing prom dresses. Um, I only get like one or two a year, but not really since the pandemic.
1: Okay. Yeah, I feel like they're they're just now letting it back in So I feel like this year is probably gonna be a really really good year for prom because last year I know wasn't, and neither was like the year before. So, so what are you doing now to like promote like your custom
0: stuff? Um, I do a lot of reels on Instagram, sew so alongs, DIYs. Um, I love using patterns. So that's, um, the, the theme, I guess, of my Instagram reels. So I take a pattern that I like either from like Mimi G or Vogue or, um, McCall's. Mm-hmm. And if I like it, I'll, you know, show the pattern and, um, lay the pieces just to show my process on how I make it. So, um, that and that I feel like with patterns, also, um, sorry, <laughs> I feel like with patterns, also, I can manipulate them. Mm-hmm. Not when I make them myself; it's very hard. But when I buy a pattern, I can manipulate it. So, like, I can take another pattern from another piece and put them together to create one different piece. Gotcha. I don't know what that's called
1: manipulation <laughs> exactly what you called it yeah i think that that's the way a lot of people do it you know like especially ones that like didn't necessarily like go to school for like pattern making or whatever and even people who did go to like fashion design school they spend a lot of pattern writing so it's not like a thing like i think most of people was like FITs and partners very good at design but they're a lot of pattern make, you really gotta like take an interest to it to do it so most people i feel like they use like mini g and vogue like that and they manipulate the shit and be making like beautiful like dope-ass pizza, and to me, it takes more work to do that, like, more creativity to be able to take things from different aspects and pull them together, so it just goes to show, like, how creative you are because you're able to pull things from different places and bring them together. So, what made you, like, get inspired to, like, start making bands, and what
0: does, like, the fist on the back, like, represent for you? Um, well, so, every, I feel like every February, I... Well, for two, two past, these past two February. I do um, just clothing um, inspired by Black history because, you know, that's the shortest they give us that month. So I just try to promote it that month. But um, I always make a drop. Um, so I just do things with the Black Power Fist. I do things. I also have this sweater on as well, and it says Black is Beautiful in the back.
1: Yes, yes. Here for it. So um, this, this is
0: just one. my fast fashion that I do okay. that I have fun doing. So um yeah, when I'm not sewing pieces or making reels on Instagram, I do fast fashion. So I get um joggers, um hoodies, sweaters and um I, I made one for you or yeah, I got one. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got one. I got That one. girl's but, magic. Yeah, from
1: the Papa my Bay, she has like a bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's
0: that felt on it, right? Yeah, yeah. I use felt and I, um, he pressed it down and then I sewed around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay, so outside of like your designs like that, what do you, what do you like to do? Like, what do you do for fun? Like, what do you enjoy doing? Like, how do you see your past?
0: Um, if I'm not spending time with my daughter, I like to go to open mics. I like to, that like to sing. Yes, yeah, I sing, mm-hmm. I dance. Mm-hmm. I like poetry.
1: That's a poem. I got you on the spot. <laughs> a poem. I mean, if you want to share that, like I want, if people want to know where they can find you and so they can get these poetry and these songs from the songstress that makes her own clothes.
0: <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at hatchers.inc Um, you can follow me if you ever want to see me sing, hear me sing, or anything. You can just follow my. Personal page at Tempest Sky. Yeah, I can't bust the poem right now because I don't memorize them. I you should, know. but I don't.
1: It's where where do you where are the open mics? Like where do you go like, for open mics? And I guess it, well in Brooklyn or Manhattan, where do you go for open mics?
0: Um, well, this one that I go to on Mondays at mm-hmm. seven o'clock. Is at the Stratosphere, two twenty-seven York Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. One one two one three. It's at the Stratosphere. Where is that? Is that- 227?
1: Is 227?
0: That, is that, yeah, Crown is. Isn't there um, Park and Sterling? Between St.
1: John's and Sterling, yes. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I know exactly what I used to do. I used to live on Utica in between Park and Sterling. Wow. So yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, the, that's the first place I moved to when I moved to New York. That's where I lived.
0: Yeah, so you know Ethan? And that's the guy who owns the building? No.
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Like no, I don't know. But I know that area, I know what that is though, but I don't I don't know the guy though. So what are your like long term goals? Like where do you see yourself like in the next like five years?
0: In the next five years, I hope to have a boutique or my clothes in a store again. It was in a store before, but I feel like I wanna have it in a store like maybe in Soho or But um, right now I feel like I just do it. Even though like I'm really serious about it, I feel like I don't have enough time. I don't give it enough time. And now that I work at LC apparel Consulting, I'm learning a lot of things. I'm learning like how to properly create and cultivate my line. So like I'm doing that, I wanna do that. And I know that takes time and it's a process. And I feel like I understand that now and I wanted to go through the process.
1: I don't know if there is a proper way to create especially with the way that you do that I think it just depends on what your goals are so like if you want to you know have this big luxury clothing line that you want to sell in stores, then yeah, there's a proper way to do things. But if you're doing like custom work and you're doing things that like literally just come from, like creativity, there is no right or wrong way to do it. You know, it's just a way of doing it and like making it your own because there's a lot of designers out there that don't do the process like the way we necessarily do it. So there's no I don't want to think that there's like a right or wrong way. Like whatever you feel it makes you like creative to want to create and do it, then you do it. You know, but anything, of course, always be a student in business. Anything that you can learn to enhance your skill set, absolutely. But there is a hundred ways to do everything, of course. And of course, there are people who look at our stuff and tear our shit up, you know. I mean, yeah. This is, You know, because it just depends on who it is, you know. Like, it depends on what it is. So, I think that um, as creators or whatever, because you get so much information from all these different aspects, we should be doing this, we should be doing that, then we get lost in the reason why we wanted to do it in the first place, you know, and it was always going to be fun. Like, at the end of the day, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be
0: enjoyable for you. And if you ain't enjoying it, enjoying it what's going to do you, know? Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I feel like I always enjoy it. Every time I do it. I do it, I do it yeah. Okay. So, tell me this. What do you think about
1: just, I guess, the way we're shaped as Black designers and, like, you know, like, not being very, very, like, prominent in the industry and also, you know, Stores like fashion was stealing like from black designers and all types of stuff. Like, what is your current views on the fashion industry? Like, how do you feel about like do you even want to be in it? Because for me, I always be like, fuck the fashion industry. Like, I want to just create my own. How it is? Like, I don't care about living by anyone's standards. But it's something like, no, we need to infiltrate that shit. <laughs> you know. So what? are Like, what are your thoughts?
0: I feel like I've I've always been that way as a designer. I've never been into the fashion world of it i've always just been into the love of it and what i want to create um when it comes to fashion nova and those big companies stealing, um you know black designs or just other people's designs i think that um i don't want to say that it's i'm not trying to say that it's right but it's predictable like it's it's predictable, yeah. right? And then there's nothing out there to to help us. There's always out to help, you know. The, People that already got, I
1: always say that. I see that like nonstop. Like obviously, all these different designers that already have it pretty made, and they out here getting the grants and the loans, and I'm like, what about?
0: <laughs> like, what, what am I not doing? Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it's going to take, what type of movement it's going to take. Stupid so that we can have those type of protections as well, but um, a lot of law is gonna be a long time before we actually get protected because we just don't have the same laws as they have, like in Europe.
1: But they really care about designers and people's crafts yeah. and protecting them. But the U.S.
0: today does not. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a money making company. I mean, money making
1: country. Yeah, definitely. What are you? Uh,
0: damn, I just had
1: a great question for you too. So it is so I'll oh. What do you think about people who are so easy to support brand name designers, but then when it comes to black designers or, you know, up and coming designers that they just... Wanna top of that off our prices, say we charge it too much and what do you think about that? Because to me, I think it's very psychological. Like you just wanna keep up with the Joneses, like in my eyes. Like mm-hmm. you just wanna see, because it was on Instagram, it's just like who the fuck cares like about brands. But people really do be spending tons and tons of money
0: more so to meet like their status. So what do you think? It's definitely to feed to feed attention. They just do that so that I don't know. And then the thing about it's it weird, is, right? it's I get like, a lot of people that come to me, that, and I know that they spend money on clothes. And they come to me, and they're like, oh, I just need you to fix this for me right quick. And I'm just like, okay. And this is the fee. And they're like, oh, you're going to charge me? Hell that, yeah, I'm
1: going to charge you. That's crazy. That they will spend money on designer bills, but they, when it comes to supporting a black-owned business, and it's, oh, you're charging too much, or... Man, I thought you was going to do me a solid or something like that. It jacked up. I think that those people are insecure. That's just my personal opinion. I'm just like anybody who constantly feel like they have to reach out for materialistic things in order to feel validated for themselves, it's insecure shit. Especially people who are fake shit. It's like, oh, you're going above and beyond now. Like, you you paid money to buy a fake designer brand garment just, just for the name. Just, just for the name? Yeah. Like, that shit is insane to me. But it's a whole world out here, and it's crazy. It's it's it, Black designers, did you see how all these designers have shifted? Like Dior and Louis Vuitton, and Gucci, like they were not urban brands. And now they super urban. Like everything they put out was like mad urban. Cause now they realize that the black consumer is the one that's buying the goods. Mm-hmm. So now they definitely have carried their posts. And I'm just like, they capitalizing off of us being insecure. Once again, wanting validation, and that shit a, that shit is crazy to me. So I have this segment. It's called, is it a success or it's a disaster? Can you tell me about like a time in your career and like within your journey or whatever where something went completely to shit, where it went to hell, but you learned something from the experience and it made you maybe adopt a new practice or
0: try something different in your business? I'm going to say um, the first time I did a palm dress, this was my very first customer, it was somebody from my church and um I knew their daughter from, from when she was young. And um I we she had she had to come for the first fitting and when she came, um, it was a disaster to the point where like the lady didn't like it, you know, she wanted um her her money back and I was like in tears. I was I was really crying. Mm-hmm. And um I feel like from that I learned like I had to have things in place. One, I had to um do my research on like what needles to use with certain fabrics, you know, like and um just how to cut fabric um on the grain, the correct grain, those things. So like I didn't know that at first when I had made my first farm, that's when I was younger and now that, you know, that I do, you yeah. know, always do my research. It just taught me that I needed to get better
1: by doing research.
0: Did you give them the minute? Yes, I did. Yes, I, I did. I did. Like, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ain't no the I, refunds after services I, have been rendered. No, I was, I didn't know what to do. I was, I was intense. I was, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But, but my I thing mean, about it is my mom had told me after the fact, she was like, you know, it was only the first fitting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um. There's other fittings to happen. You go from there that 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 was just your like sample piece basically. And that that's what I was saying. Like I spoke to my mom, my aunt who lives in Texas. Um, she sometimes I call her for advice and stuff too. So she was giving me advice about it as well. But I just they just told me, you know, I had to go. I had to do my research, take some classes and um, just get better. So you are
1: a student of the game. That's an amazing thing because some people just don't want to learn they have to be believing things the way they are and i just feel like learning never stops at all like i feel like i'm i'm still learning. i'm still trying to learn i want to, and i want to know everything like i want to know everything about everything and that's always been my mentality about everything is because you just never know and like and it gives you an ability to be able to shift so if you get tired of doing something for a certain amount of time you move on to something else you know so i think for a time period i was like oh hell no fuck problem. i can't do this but i got to do something like I didn't go to school for nothing and I didn't spend all this time. My grandmother told me that so when I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was still trying to figure shit out. So if you stay as a student and you're constantly can pivot to do different shit all the time. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap up, it's my last segment. This segment is called It's Muse." So is there anything that you utilize that you like to share with another entrepreneur that's like on their journey that keeps you motivated? Whether it is like a mantra, an information, crystals, a book... Anything like that that you, like, this is what has helped me just like
0: stay motivated. I pray. I you oh, of course. <laughs> I'm praying. Whenever I feel frustrated, whenever I feel, you know, like forgotten or I feel like I can not do certain things, I just I pray. I pray I pray to God and He always makes me feel better. It might not be right right away, but um
1: Okay. When, when in doubt it's time to live alright so thank you so much for joining me I'm glad a chance. We got a I finally got a chance to do the five minutes was like it's so long time coming yeah <laughs> we should have did this a long time ago I
0: don't know why I popped in my
1: hair the other way. I was like I have not ever, ever interviewed Tassi. Like I don't know I need to interview
0: Tati. like she needs to come on the I'll, show I've always been nervous to, to, to do these type of things mm-hmm. yeah if I don't have like a push to do it mm-hmm. you was just like oh I got you next Wednesday I was like oh Really? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, but it, I feel
1: like it, once you open up the door there, you know, so I think like a lot of times, like with designers or whatever, we don't ever want to be like the face of our brand. You know, but it's just like, how else are people going to know about our brands and our businesses if they don't see us and see we're about it and see what you want to do? So it's good to like, I hope I like just touch a little cherry there. <laughs> and now, like, you'll do more things like this. But for the I've seen you on Instagram live. Maybe not. Yeah, was video, so I was like, like, four of y'all, y'all were talking about different things. I don't know if I was talking on your Instagram. Y'all yeah, so was sitting on the couch, and we were having a conversation was like four
0: people. Oh, yeah, that video, we never... That wasn't live. Okay. That was... Okay. Okay. <laughs> but this is not live.
1: This is pre-recorded, too. Like, we. I mean, you on your live, but this won't come out until next week anyway. So it's not live, live.
0: Like, But it's supposed to be out there. Yeah, next Wednesday. <laughs>
1: But thank you so much for joining me. We just want to go out to social medias one more time so people know how to follow you so we can come to open mic night on Monday. Yes. Uh, also, so they can just hit you up if they want to a custom piece. And her prices are not low, and don't try to negotiate it with her. either.
0: The price it. is the price. And that's the price. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. You can find me on Instagram at Hatchers, H-A-T-C-H-E-R-S dot inc. Um, my personal page, Tempest Guy, T E M P I S T S K Y. Facebook, same thing. My um, website is hatchersinc.com. Yeah. Perfect.
1: Well, thank you so much, Tati, for joining me. As I always say, stay glad. Peace out. Bye, guys. Bye.